overs, unders, spreads, lines, favorites, dogs. We love them all because we love the action. This is Cyclone Fanatics Action Fanatics Podcast. Presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Your weekly look at the games and lines we love. Listen in, take notes, and put a little action in play at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino and Resort in Jefferson, Clinton, and Emmitsburg. Visit wildroseresorts.com for more info. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Let's do this! Now, please welcome your hosts, Chris Williams and Todd Kirk. What is going on? Happy Thursday. Uh, maybe you're listening to this on Friday, but welcome to this week's Action Fanatics podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Of course, we are presented by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook at the Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson. My name is Chris Williams, and as always, I am joined by Todd Kirk, the biggest degenerate I know and am friends with. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, no, knowledgeable guy. Uh, good to have you. And Todd, after the first couple of weeks of college football, at least I am more and more convinced that what we are trying to do is crazy right now (laughs) and picking the, it, it, it's hard. It's brutal, right? I had last week was legit. Just me personally. The picks I gave out here were okay. I think, um, one of the worst weeks I've ever had. Uh, was last week, but that means it'll come back around. But it, it is hard right now, just not knowing who's playing. Um, you know, my theory last week on teams that hadn't played versus didn't really pan out. Notre Dame did, but that was about it. Um, and now, you know, um, looking ahead to this week's games, you got a bunch of these SEC games that are just starting up. Big 12's playing. A couple of these Big 12 teams haven't played a game yet, and they're starting their conference. It's just, it's the Wild West out there when it comes to trying to handicap these things. What is your, what's been your big takeaway? No, I would, uh, I would agree with that. I I think that's more in college football than it is the NFL. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. The NFL is, is so done a really, I mean, we obviously know why, right? It's, we're talking about a mega corporation, um, how they kind of did their own team bubbles, but college is so unpredictable. You're dealing with uh, student athletes. It's uh, it's a crapshoot. Look, Houston has been canceled again. Their yeah. game with you know, yeah. I mean, they're now on to their fifth season opener. It's crazy. So you do have there. There are just so many subplots and FCS schools playing. Uh, FCS schools that are the top games on TV. I mean, this is as wild as it gets. And like you said, with the SEC starting now, you got a whole other dynamic of not only are these teams not played, but they've also had an extra, and I talked about this, an extra couple, five, four or five weeks to practice. So what's that going to mean for the quality of football that's trotted out there on the field? Um, I think to me that's going to be an interesting watch and something we need to talk about next week and see what we see. Yeah, no, uh, good point right there. We're kind of easing into the SEC thing. There's a couple of pretty good games, but you could tell that the conference office strategically put this schedule uh, together in their own way. I'm really interested in the Big 12 this week. Obviously, that's the league I I follow the closest. Um, uh, Some Kind of the same way. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't say there's many great matchups this week in the Big Twelve Conference, but but we do get to a point where, and and this is where we want to, you know, 
help our listeners. Uh, you know, the knowledge base we have on these teams is a lot stronger. Uh, mm-hmm. We follow them on a day-to-day basis, at least I do. You're kind of more of our watchdog for the whole country. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I'm really like, even when I look at these games, like there's one game, and, and I'll just touch on it real quick, is Oklahoma State and West Virginia. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet your money on this game, Todd. I don't, Oklahoma State last week was like a, a major letdown. Um, their quarterback went out, and the the guys that they had backing up Spencer Sanders were, uh, you know, they they couldn't have played for Valley. They were know? awful. Yeah, they they were they were terrible. Uh, their offensive line was really bad. So it's like, okay, we don't know if Spencer if Spencer Sanders isn't back. I would pick West Virginia to win that game outright. But what if he is? Um, but but I don't even know. I don't know if that solves it or, or, or when is that lead? When are we supposed to know? Have they said that they won't, we won't find out until game time. Game I'm sure, um, you know, Gundy's flirted around with it, but he's not going to give us any of those, any of those details. But my, you know, my point being, or, or, or is Oklahoma state one of those teams? Are they a Notre Dame where, you know, timing was in, in what I hope to be Iowa state this week. You know, or mm-hmm. timing was off in week one. You bounce back uh, because I would it would it shock anybody if Oklahoma State won that game by twenty one points. It wouldn't me, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they lose. I just don't know enough about them. TCU, <laughs> Iowa State's opponents. Who the hell knows what you're getting? Uh, this is their first game. Um, Kansas State's a team where normally, if any Kansas State team is a 28-point underdog. I'm blindly taking them. I don't know if I can do that. I, they've had so many COVID problems down there. Well, I, and, they, and they got beat by the uh, Sunbelt team. Yeah. Like, I'm right. just like, uh, you know, I just want to be really honest with our audience here. And I do have four plays for us. So I'm not, I'm not, we're giving picks. We're not going to shy away from anything here. It's not what the action fanatics do. But it's, I'm flabbergasted by this. And, um, I don't know. The games I'm really enjoying this year seem to be the mid-major types. Um, I guess that's what we've had the most of. But like the Louisiana-Georgia Southern game or whatever the hell, that, or Georgia State last week was a doozy. I'm really enjoying I'm I'm making a huge push right now for for your, school, your schools, your league, the Todd Kirk League, the MAC. Um, uh, God, they need to play. They need to play – exclusively on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. I heard you talking about it. I love that idea, Chris. It's what? Phenomenal. Why would they try and compete on Saturdays right now when they can have that all to themselves? It's great for ESPN. They need more revenue. You know, they need more games because they've lost all this inventory. Uh, those are the games that I'm having a lot of fun with. I'm looking forward to tonight. I actually know a kid who plays for um, – South Alabama or Alabama, yes, Southern Alabama or whatever the hell they're called, but they're they're playing UAB today. I'm I'm enjoying these games. Brent Bloom put it to me the best. He's like, treat these like bowl games. It's just all these weird matchups. We don't know anything about these teams, but you can still put ten bucks on it and have a little fun. So that that's kind of how I'm approaching it. Normally, this is big business for me. I get to about Wednesday night, and I'm really handicapping these things out, but I just, I haven't seen enough tape and I'm a guy who likes to watch the games and make my picks from there. And there's not enough data and there's not enough tape. So it's hard for me to be super confident on anything. I'm just being honest with everybody. 
Well, and the other thing, Chris, is do you really know with each of these teams, so UAB, South Alabama, tomorrow you got Middle Tennessee, do you really know and do people really have the time to dig in and understand how these schools are reporting what's going on with COVID? I don't believe that anybody does. I mean, I think you can look the newswire, hit something, but you just don't know because there have been times where all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, this is this team is like 11 people down. Like Louisiana Tech still beat Southern Miss, and they were missing 16 players, and I think seven were starters. You know, and, and sometimes they don't even get the time to take these games off the board, which normally they would do in a given year, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's And they're not taking them off the board, so you're left to think, oh, my gosh, I've got – you know, I've got this team at home and they're getting seven points. This team sucks. Well, you come to find out they're 32 players. That's my deal, man. Like, and I'm, you know, I kind of put this out for our premium subscribers earlier in the week. And, you know, I I did get some rumblings finally this week that Iowa State um, had a lot of guys who that was like basically their second week of practice was that Mm -hmm. Louisiana game. Which makes sense. I mean, if you, it's not an excuse. Yep. Everybody's playing under the same deal. But it makes sense. If you watch that second half and they look sluggish and one team looked so much faster than the other. And, like, you know, how much of that is going on week to week within these programs when these games aren't getting canceled? It's just, a, it is the absolute wild west out there. But that's, that's what we're signed up for. And I do think, um, I really do believe, Todd, that we're going to get better and better as the season goes on. That that generally is the case for me, but I also think the unknowns are going to shrink, in my opinion. I, I The more these guys, you know, these campuses are kind of shut down for the most part, um, especially in these Power 5 leagues, they're basically in bubbles. So yeah. I think that the unknowns that we've seen in the month of September are greatly going to decrease once these Power 5 schools are playing each other. If you look at a lot of the... Uh, you know, the craziness out there, a lot of it's coming from the low majors because they don't have the daily testing. They don't have the three week times a week testing. So I th- my, my hope and my guess is once, you know, we're in these SEC Big 12, when the Big 10 gets back, ACC only games, you know, Notre Dame had to cancel this week because of South Florida. South Florida brought COVID to South Bend, right? Like that, once we get, get out of the non-con, and I think that things will clear up a lot. Yeah, it's uh, no, it's you know I think I think you I think you said it best, but my take on it is this: is um, we have effing football, yeah. roll with the punches, <laughs> and like you know, listen, you're a, in, in a normal world. Chris is a seventy five percent player. This is going to be tough. It's going to be a slog, and if if anybody tells you they've got, oh, I got it all figured out. It's like the COVID thing. Run from that person because they don't when it comes to betting. Um, you take the information you have, you go with it, run with it, enjoy it. All right. Um, let's I want to bring in. up a couple things too, though. Oh, okay. Wanna, yeah. Let's do that mind. before we get into uh, some college picks, and then we'll get into your takes on the NFL. Yeah. And uh, I, I was brutal in the NFL last week too. So. Well, I, and I'll get I'll get to that when we touch on it. But th- there's just some interesting trends, Chris. You know me and my trends. Okay, what do we got? Uh, um, over under so far, the under is hitting at 62. percent So we've been on something. Unfortunately, yep. Houston got canceled. But those teams, when you have listen, the entire SEC, this is hard for me to get a grasp on because they've had that extra practice time. But 
Hmm. Uh, the over underlines in these games, it may be worth to sprinkle on a lot of them. Just play the under. They, these teams have not played. Um, they may not want to go crazy. They may uh, um, they may suck in those first halves, but just be aware that it's 18 and 29 so far, under 62%. That's a good stat. Good stat. Home, home favorites have been winning 27 out of 37 straight up, but these home favorites are not covering. It's 13 and 22. And then favorites are 38 and 11 straight up, but 20, 20 and 27 against the spread. So I thought those were – um, some interesting trends in college football. And really we have seen the one play that we did get last week was, was uh, Oklahoma state and why, wow, what do you do with that team? But, you know, against a bad, bad Tulsa team, that was way under 66. Mm-hmm. Um, both those teams play in their first game. We, so we, I've got we, my eye on a couple of those. Yeah. That that's a game that I, I really regret not looking at that number more. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah I was ugly, man. That mm-hmm. game, that game was ugly. That uh, was. But there's some good, there's some good stats around uh, around the NFL too. I've got uh, I've got some interesting interesting things that I picked up on podcasts and whatnot. Two of the worst games that I've watched in years: uh, the Oklahoma State Tulsa game, and then that Florida State Georgia Tech game yeah. from the week before. Just like unwatchable. Brutal. Well, Chris, there's a game that I can say was probably the worst game that I've ever seen. And this is my last thing is until we lead in. Um, worst game I've ever seen, worst beat I've ever had was Tulane versus Navy. Oh. Oh. That was a soul-crushing like throw the TV off the balcony. What the hell happened? That, that ruined my whole day. The the whole Ruined day, like whole I day. was on Twitter and I'm riding the wave and they've got the best mascot and they're out gaining. I think it was like 200, they had 289 yards and Navy had 59. It was 24, nothing and a half. And they did absolutely <sighs> nothing in the second half and got beat. I mean, just like a rag doll by Navy putting in the, the new quarterback. I mean, it was like, Navy what? was like a whole different it's, team. It was crazy. What just happened? Like I was right. Like I was right about Navy. Oh, I was so right. You saw you Yeah, they were <laughs> you terrible. You saw the Navy that I saw. Yeah. No, that was a soul crushing is a is a great way to put that. That's exactly mm-hmm. how I think I would describe that game. Soul crushing. That 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 really set the tone poorly for me the rest of the day, too. I will tell you that, you know, because you, you get out to a 24-0 lead, you basically turn the damn thing off, especially with the ball control style of Willie Fritz and all that. Like, uh, all right, well, let's not have another one of those this week, okay? Amen. Um, I have four college games that I'm liking here, and I want to um, I want to explain something, too, real quick. A lot of people uh, like my locks segment every week on KXNO. I'm not doing the same stuff here. Um these are kind of like we're we're doing this early enough in the week, Todd. Where I I I still do a lot of research between Thursday morning when we record and Saturday morning when the games kick off. So great point. Yeah, I just I want to make that clear. Um, not that you should be playing every single one of my picks. I'm not trying to say that, but like th- this is what's catching my eye on Thursday. But I, I can tell you, Friday evening at five, I'm going to have some different opinions. So I just want everybody to to be clear on that. Um, 
when, when we start tossing out picks here. Um, I want to just start. Uh, I, I have two big 12 games that I'm really interested here. Uh, and the first one is just, you know, Baylor giving 17 against Kansas. I, Kansas, this is a strong statement, Todd, but I think it might be the worst Kansas team we've seen in years. Interesting. Why? Why? Uh, because I kind of I mean, felt the same way you, I mean, after did, watching a little bit of that so game. So basically, the the thing is, Les Miles went 3-9 and nine last year, and everybody was like, oh, he's kind of turning the tide a little bit. Fine, I, I won't even deny that for like a long-term thing. But he didn't bring in like JUCOs or transfers. He went with like all freshmen in his recruiting class. And my point is that not a lot of those reinforcements are really ready to play right now. If you look up and down their depth chart... Um, he went with the long-term play, which is fine, but I think that there's going to be some really short-term pain. He had uh, this Dave Beatty who was there before him. Um, you know, if I'm a Dave Beatty fan, which I, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't know the man, but he, like last year would have been like his kind of peak year when it comes to mm-hmm. recruiting and stuff like that. So I think Miles and this sounds so crazy. They went three and nine, but Miles and winning three games, I think, got a lot of push. You know, he got a lot of bump from Beatty and and what he had done prior. So, I got. I think this is a historically bad Kansas team. Baylor is playing its first game. I'm not really high on Baylor this year at all, but I also think that that team has to be kind of chomping at the bits with all their games that have gotten canceled this much. I, I would. Blindly lie, lay the 17 points with Baylor. And, and they have a good enough quarterback with Brewer. Baylor has a lot to replace on defense. Dave Aranda's a defensive coach in his first game. But I something tells me that this this is a, you know, Baylor wins this game by 40. I, I just – and I watched Kansas play Coastal Carolina, and they were terrible. One other stat here, this means nothing with new coaches – but we love trends here on the Action Fanatics. Of course, we're presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson. Baylor's won 10 in a row straight up against Kansas. They've covered their last eight by a 41-point-per-game margin over the go. Jayhawks. So, I'm again, I, I'm, I'm not an expert on Baylor. I haven't seen them play, but they they have to be 20 points better than Kansas. Well, and I, I think if I'm seeing this correctly, 17 and a half on DraftKings. Correct. Um, okay, is that what it is now? Okay, yeah. I, I had it at 17, but I would still, I wouldn't let the half, half point bother me. 17 and a half right now, just uh, just updated. And I'm glad you hit on the eight no. Uh, and I think it's key. So let me dig into that a little bit different. You know, if you're worried about laying lumber like this, and I hear you on the Baylor. Uh, Baylor's had kind of that fits and starts because they've had games canceled. So I'm not as concerned, like they've led up to a game day and been let down. So I totally agree with you about man that, you know, it's like that rocket on the pad launch pad, ready to go. And they get scrubbed for weather. These guys are ready to hit somebody else, um, which I like, but if you've laid the lumber with Baylor in the past, They've covered a 40, 44 point margin against Kansas. They've covered a 33 and a half point margin against Kansas. Uh, they've covered a 14 margin against Kansas. And in doing so, they've won 61 to 6, 49 to 7, 66 to 7. And the most points Kansas has scored in their last five meetings is nine. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Lord knows, I, you know, there's not many things in this world that I hate more than Kansas. I don't even know if there is. Um, so, uh, yeah, I really do like Baylor in this spot here at home. Uh, 17 and a half. Uh, you know, that half point gets a little tricky. You know, you never know. But knowing what's happened in the past, yeah, you got a new coach. Is he uh, the same kind of guy? I don't know. But He's a defensive guy, but the thing is, you know. Their offense is their best part of their team. Yeah. I, I mean, And for the record, again, I don't think Baylor is going to be very good this year. I've got them at like four and six, five and five tops. Middle but I just back, think yeah. Kansas is, is terrible. Yep. Um, no, I mean, his, history pushes you towards Baylor being a really important play. And you and I talked about units. If I were – you know, if, if I'm looking at a $10 bet that I make, I would I would make this one a two-unit play for sure. Would you? Okay. So yeah. this is one yeah. of your picks too? Love them. Okay. Uh, the other Big 12 play I'm going to roll with is um, I'm going to make Texas prove me wrong um, at minus 18 over Texas Tech. Um, I, I think Texas Tech could be really bad this year too. And I, I, I'm a believer in Texas this year. <laughs> Going to get a lot of people rolling there. Here's the deal, though. Um, I talked about this a little bit on their Cyclone Fanatic radio show Thursday night. But Tom Herman can be a real pain in the ass. And he kind of showed me something when they blew out UTEP 59-3 to the way that they did. I just I feel like this is a wrecking ball, uh, this Tom Herman um, Sam Ellinger thing and Texas Tech gave up 600 yards to an FCS team in in their first game. Houston Baptist. Yeah, and they were okay. Like I did watch that game. Believe it. They I'm, have a I'm, really I'm, good quarterback. They do. They have a very very nice quarterback who might be better than Texas Tech's. Um, honestly, like I'm I'm, I, I'm not sure that that kid wouldn't start over uh, what Texas Tech has. Uh, so I'm going to lay the 18. I'm playing. <laughs> I have four favorites. I have four double digit favorites. I'm playing this week, Todd. And I don't like that. I usually like taking points, but I just th- normally I wouldn't ever lay 18 points going into Lubbock. Lubbock is where, you know, good teams go to die, but I just, I don't think tech's any good. I think, I think Herman's pissed off that I think he feels slighted. I think he's going to run up the score on people. So I'll, I'll play the Longhorns at minus 18 over what I think is a pretty average Texas Tech team. What do you think of that one? I love it. Um, one of my picks as well. I actually was looking at the first half line on that too because I believe Texas gets out to a, a roaring start, and that's only 10.5 right now. So on that one, I would sprinkle probably – a little bit. I'm not doing that in the Baylor game just because of the unknown with Baylor not playing yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would. I highly encourage people to look at these first half college lines. I've been uh, yeah. historically extremely sharp on those. Um, what is it for this Texas game? Ten and a half. Um, Keep an eye on that so, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially if this line would drop below 17 for some reason. Yep. yep. What? Because then that that would probably be under 10 for your first half line. Yeah, it's 18 and a half and 10 and a half right now. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I, so I like it. Texas again, I, Tech, I jumped Texas on Tech this doesn't with... win these games, man. They don't. They've lost. They've not covered the spread in their last five uh, day games against uh, AP top 15 teams. I'm with you. Texas has, in this shortened season, they've got a lot to prove. They know they're playing for one spot. Uh, you know, 
Big Ten coming back in is going to be a little bit different. They potentially were playing for two spots. Um, but Texas has to show, and they have to show out uh, in order to, um, you know, get eyes on them rather than Oklahoma, where I think all the eyes are right now out of the Big 12. And, um, you know, it didn't help Texas that Iowa State, Kansas, and Kansas State all lost to Sunbelt teams. So they're going to have to make some hay. They've never laid this many points uh, against Texas Tech, and they are on the road. But Texas Tech's running back and uh, what's his name, um, Lamar Lama, or Lama, whatever, their top guy got arrested uh, with another player yeah. uh, for, for they, an incident that they had in the past. They, so I don't know what their playing time is. They got all sorts of problems. All right, I have they two. Do. I have an ACC game and an SEC game. Todd, I'll let you. Uh, real quick, I w- just this is not a pick I'm giving out. Let's just. Do you have any other Big Twelve? I, I thought maybe we should hit on Iowa State TCU here quick before we go on to the other areas of the country. Do you got any Big 12 notes? No, no. The only other, we've talked about them. Okay. Yeah, Iowa State TCU, we, we have no idea. You know, the I think the best play here would potentially be an under, um, whatever the number is at this 44 and a half. Which is low, but I, I think this is a defensive struggle. I If it's under a field goal, I would probably play Iowa State, but I just TCU man, like we don't know who they they could play like three different quarterbacks. They've got a good defense, but I so here's the only stat I have: Matt Campbell four and zero against the number against Gary Patterson, and to me the reason on that has more to do with Gary Patterson than it does Matt Campbell. They haven't had like stability at quarterback in a really long time there. And, and they certainly don't going into this game. So I, I would maybe look at your under and, and Iowa State if you're if you're a believer that they can bounce back. Knowing what I know, what I've gained this week about, you know, how some of the practices due to contact tracing and whatnot had to be like leading up to that Louisiana game, it makes me a little more confident in Iowa State going into this one. But I, I it's not enough concrete information. I just don't know enough to – what if Iowa State – what if that was Iowa State, right, that we saw in week one? Um, then they'll then they'll probably lose. So this is a game I I probably wouldn't play. But if I had to, I think I'd probably play the under uh, just for our Cyclone fans who are listening. Do you have an opinion? Yeah, I mean, Iowa State has, has done a good job last four games covering the number here. Um, TCU does not cover at home. Um, you know, this is – this to me is is it just it's screaming Iowa State, um, but I can see the under too. It has moved up to forty five, which is the way I think about over unders is you know scores like a twenty four twenty one game. I could totally see um, Iowa State winning by three, twenty four twenty one. I think they're the better team. I know they're the better team. I know they have the better Joes than TCU does. Um, with that being said. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to play the game because of what happened two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, if I if I was forced to, I would probably just lay two and a half uh, on Iowa State because um, I think they're the better team, and I, I trust in what uh, Matt Campbell can do with these guys, and having that bye week I think makes a big difference. So yeah. I would say it's a nudge. It's really more of a nudge toward Iowa State. And, you know, if you look at my – if you look at my uh, – um, Action Network 
you'll see that I'm going to end up putting a little something on Iowa State. We should totally, um, too, on, on our a- action fanatics on Twitter, give out our action network um, links. We should do that. I'll make sure to do that. Yeah, yep. for this weekend. Guys, follow us at action fanatics on Twitter, uh, where Todd and I are both going to uh, – th- this is going to get better over time. Todd and I are – both just kind of trying to figure out where this ship's going, but um, we're we're going somewhere, and uh, we're getting it, we're getting in a groove. And um, so follow that at Action Fanatics on Twitter uh, for you know basically our thoughts throughout the um, college football weekend and, and the pros as well. Uh, of course, we're presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson. I, I have an SEC and an ACC game to give out Todd, I'll let you give a couple of your games out first. Okay. So, uh, believe it or not, Chris, I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh-oh. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where, I don't know why. Um, but I am going to throw out two lane minus three and a half at Southern Mississippi. I thought I gave what is up your on problem, Todd Kirk? I what thought in I the gave up on hell him. is wrong with you, dude? Their mascot—he just oh, he came to me in a dream and he said, "Just don't. It's just it's like surfing, Todd. You get back on the wave, man. Once one crests, there's another one right behind it." Um, I just think they're a better team. I think they've got humiliated. Um, they're going on the road. They get to forget about all that stuff. Uh, they've heard it, I'm sure, uh, pretty loud and clear. Uh, they got embarrassed. And Southern Miss is not a good football team. This number, if Tulane would have won, I'm guessing would probably been upwards of eight or nine. So you're getting really good value on a Tulane team that is good. Um, so uh, for I lack don't, I don't of think better that's judgment, a, Chris, yeah, yeah. we are getting value on Tulane, and I'm going to throw a unit on Tulane this weekend the green wave you can't get enough i can't i just think i think because of what happened that number should be way higher southern mississippi is terrible i actually they yeah got, i like your play here bad. i like your play here yeah i might write yeah. that one down i i really do that's a that's good that's a that seems like a sharp angle everybody's down it. on two lane right now willie fritz is a good coach i don't know but yeah i don't i don't hate that one Okay. I mean, they're, they're not the most dynamic. Listen, they're not world beaters, but uh, they had to struggle to come back and beat South Alabama, your Jaguars. They did it. They had a great second half against South Alabama, great first half against Navy, and then just got humiliated. Um, yeah, look for them to, to bounce back nicely here. And then I've got um, – I know we've got Baylor, we've got Texas, we've got Tulane. And so my top three, of course, are number three. But I'm going to like you. I'm looking at a couple of double-digit favorites here, and I would also encourage people to look at the first half line on one of these games. I like UCF minus 27 over East Carolina on the road. Uh, UCF is not afraid to talk smack, much like uh, Boston College did to you on Twitter, Chris, and said minus six or plus six, <laughs> and they crushed Duke. Um, UCF got on the Twitter machine and said we're the best team in Florida. So these guys – have this Gabriel is one hell of a quarterback, dude. He is going to be a great player on the next level. They don't just walk in to win. They walk in to crush you. Uh, I like the minus 27 because it's not two touchdowns. And I also like the first half too. Um, I'm not seeing that it's gone off. Now they're 27 and a half. 
So you want to get on this one now so you don't have to go to 28. And I'm going to make sure my first half hasn't steamed up too much. And that's still minus 14 and a half. I believe in both those bets. Uh, I am going a unit on each of those. And then I also love Alabama minus 27. Uh, Adam, Missouri yeah, is hurting, dude. They've got like, I think it's like 60, um, 60 scholarship players, Chris. I yeah, I read the same thing. And I'm, I'm and on the, the same game. That's one of my are plays, you? too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So if we're and both it, on it, we have a decent record when we're both on these. Um, yep. yep. But I, I'm on the same one. I, I had it at 27 and a half. Um, that's what DraftKings had. But um, yep. I would even maybe I, – I like this one enough, Todd. I'd maybe sprinkle a, a unit on the first half line and then a couple units on the game line. I just – could you see this being like a 51 to nothing game? Yeah, I mean, Alabama's going to score in the 40s. Um, you know, they Alabama has covered uh, last year. In fact, Alabama's favored by 28. Um, looking at this, that was 39-10. They were favored by 14 at Missouri, two year, or 14. I mean, they Missouri doesn't cover two. And Alabama's, I think, I can't remember what the, what the trend was, but they don't, they cover their first game. They just flat out, they cover. And their quarterback he, he gained – he only played like four or five games last year. He threw for like 1,500 yards. Hmm. Yeah, so hmm. they, they've got yeah. some good – listen, Alabama, it's – take it, blindly bet it. That's a two-year play for me. Do I think uh, – it's 15 and a half, which is a little shaky. I would probably back off on the first half of this game, Chris, just because these two teams haven't played – and that's I'm just gonna, that's I'm gonna good be point. a little bit careful here. And and it's fifty six, so I think you could reasonably look at the, being these two teams that haven't played. This might be a potential underplay. I'm not giving those out. I'm just telling everybody the trend is that teams that haven't played yet, those games are going under, and a lot of times way under. So see if you can find your own value in there. But I'm gonna throw out UCF first half and minus twenty seven, then Alabama minus twenty seven and a half as well. The, the only other game I had, and it makes me a little shaky, but I'm I'm going with my gut here, uh, is Miami at minus 11 over Florida State. I know it's a rivalry game, but I'm a pretty big believer in De'Eric King and what, what Miami's doing at this point. I think that they're one of the more proven teams in college football based on what we've seen on the field. They look good. Florida State did not look good at all against – Georgia Tech a couple weeks ago. I was really disappointed in that in that performance. And um, I just think you have two programs at two totally different spots. It's like coaching tenures, all that. Uh, there'll be some fans there, but I don't think it'll be enough to impact it. So I'll, I'm going to throw out Miami at minus 11 over Florida State in the rivalry game. And again, it, I, you guys will notice I'm going to give out a lot of Florida State because I do follow that program closely, and I sometimes probably more hard on them than I should be. Yeah, but. it's uh, 11 and a half now. Um, I'm looking here, too. One of the trends, though, I dug up, Chris, on your on your Florida State Seminoles. Uh, the road team is 6-0 and the last six in this against the spread in this uh, rivalry. 12-2 wow. and, okay. and two the last 14. So this is a road game uh, in this rivalry, just to throw some caution to the wind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, heard that the other day. The only other thing I'll throw out there too, uh, last thing for people to take a look at, because I will probably nudge on this. 
um, this Troy BYU game. Uh, I watched uh, rewatched Troy in Middle Tennessee State. Uh, Troy's got a really good football team. They're in Alabama, for those of you that don't know, so they do get some good players um, from the from the southeast. The fun belt, and, baby. Yeah, I believe that's an over at sixty-one. I believe that's an over that's worth looking at. Both what do you think? Played. Could could BYU? I was thinking about BYU. Could they be overvalued based on that Navy game and like what yeah. we learned about Navy in their preparation going up to it? A little bit. I think they've had a week to prepare too, though. But, but they had COVID problems. Yeah, they're they're. But you know, BYU is just such a. I think the one thing I've said this before. Dude, they show up anywhere, anytime, and play. I mean, they're they're never going to quit. These guys are six years older than everybody else on the field. Um, there's just a certain thing with BYU you can't forget that you know they they go on these Mormon missions and um, you know they got thirty year old punters and <laughs> you know line, yeah, linemen yeah. that have held three jobs, you know, linemen that like have professional resumes. True, true story here, Todd. You you say that jokingly. But I remember back when the Big 12 was looking into expansion and BYU is a program that everybody thought made a lot of sense. There was some real pushback back in that day um, from Big 12 coaches not wanting them in the league for that exact same reason. Interesting. About not wanting, you know, their kids out there against 30-year-old dudes. And... I mean, I, I don't know. I, I highly doubt that was the reason why they didn't make it into the league, but I do know that, that that's a real thing that yeah. that you mentioned there that you always have to consider when you're playing BYU. Yeah, they, and they're, they're, they play fast, too, like this with this quarterback, and I love their coach. You know, I mean, they, they play fast, so they're going to want to score, and, and I believe 61 um, is just low enough to make it, uh, make it a tasty overbet. All right, um, that's it for me as far as picks. I, I did, I'm not giving anything out in the NFL. I need, I need more. <laughs> I need more time. I'm, I'm not going to play an expert with these guys. Uh, the one, there was one game that w- looked a little bit tasty to me um, that I, that I think I'll probably look into more. But the, it, New England uh, favored over Las Vegas. I don't you doesn't it feel a little bit like New England? Um, might be, or I mean, Vegas might be a little frothy right now. After that, yeah, after I mean, what we saw on Monday Night Football, they're a, they're one of the more popular teams in the NFL. I just mm-hmm. th- if that's under a touchdown, like I don't know, I would consider I would consider playing New England. That was really Todd, the only game that jumped off the page at me. Yeah, I mean, to that game in specific, Chris, I think it's. Uh, you know, you talk through it and you think about um, the spot for New or for Las Vegas. Short you know, week on the road, back home, very emotional. First game in Vegas, beat a beat a good football team. Um, you know, and then back on the road, back east to play. You know, a New England team that conceivably should have beaten one of the best quarterback performances we've seen in the last five years by Russell Wilson and and. Uh, Cam Newton said, here, hold my beer, and uh, yeah. almost won that game. Um, New England's a damn good football team, and and I would definitely lean uh, to New England here. Um, six, six and a half, it's, it's kind of close because I think Vegas still has a little juice, but uh, definitely should be a letdown game for, uh, for Vegas. I'm not making that one of my 
outright plays, but I do have it locked into a teaser. Okay. Well, what what stands out to you on the on this week's NFL slate? slate All right. So I'm going to bring up some uh, some good trends that are going on in the NFL. Okay. Um, and I think one that um, I know uh, you and Matt Peralt go back and forth on Twitter like you guys are freaking stepbrothers, but um, Matt does a really good job of doing a, a daily podcast, and he and I have collaborated on a couple of things. And, and, and here's an interesting stat. Uh, and, and we've locked onto this before, I, or at least I was kind of on the periphery of it, but now it makes sense. Points are up nine per game in the NFL, hmm. uh, which is not surprising, I guess, to me. Um, and then the over-under lines are only, have only gone up four points per game. So there's some value in looking at uh, overplays. Um, over-unders, uh, 42 and a half or more. Uh, the over is hitting at a 67% clip, Chris, 16, 8, and 2 so far. Um, so that, to me, says there's something that Vegas typically would get their hands on, but they can't because of what, what we're in now. Mm-hmm. So rather than look at it, believe me, it's the third week, I think they're going to catch up. Rather than look at just straight over-unders, um, my cousin and I, started breaking down fourth quarter overs and oh, Matt wow. actually he actually talked about this on his podcast in, in the DraftKings app you can get during live betting you can get a fourth quarter over I, I I warn people make sure you know what you're seeing is right because I bet third quarter ones on accident but as the game is going on in the live app you can get fourth quarter overs it'll it'll show fourth quarter and um Fourth quarter overs right now are hitting at a 28 and four clip first two weeks. Wow. That's incredible. That is incredible run. Incredible run. So I hit the last three um, Hmm. and I couldn't believe it. So the average points in the fourth quarter scored in week one was 16.7 points. The average point scored in week two was 18.4 points. Chris, this is something nobody else is talking about. Um, Fourth quarter overs, I just would say get in there. See, because in, in DraftKings, you can bet a buck. You can bet two bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, have some fun with it this week. Take every game. If you have the chance, you're sitting there. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to go fast. But here's a good example. Like, if a team, if you wait too far to the third quarter and a team gets to the one-yard line and it switches quarters, that over-under may go up to, like, 16, 16 and a half. Yeah. But you know you're going to get seven, maybe three. Odds are 70%. So take that into an account. But for the most part, you can get these in that 9 to 12 and a half range. Um, And if they're averaging 18.4 points in the fourth quarter, game on. Um, As to why, you know, I think uh, Matt had a good point. Like these teams are not used to playing. They're tired. Defenses are tired. Scoring goes up. But there's always that late touchdown. I mean, I don't care if a team's down 20 or it's a close game, there's always going to be a late touchdown. So really you're trying to have to hit one more touchdown, maybe only one more field goal in that fourth quarter. That's a huge trend that I know nobody's talking about. And then what happened last week in the NFL would have been a benefit to an average player. Uh, Sometimes really I would say a guy like me because only two dogs won. 
So technically, the Rams yeah, were a dog. That would have been you're right because more right? novices like that they like to bet the favorites. Yep, and and Vegas got smoked because of that. So um, I don't think last week was necessarily something that's going to play out. So here's what I'm looking at this week. Uh, I wanted to point those things out. Um, I'm going to give everybody a teaser. It's a four, 14 teaser. Uh, and just play one unit on this. We're going to Green Bay. We're going to get them. We're going to take Arizona down to plus a half point. We're going to take New England, get that at pick. Hmm. And we're going to take Cleveland and get that down to only minus one. I love that teaser. Um, I yeah. believe all the I like Cleveland this week, too. I do, too. I do, yeah. too. Even that seven uh, is tasty. I think Washington's a bad team. And I'm going to ride uh, Arizona as long as I can. I also believe New New Orleans, listen, they're not that bad. But in the same sense, Green Bay getting three and a half. Green Bay's a good football team. They've already played on the road and won. And I know it was Minnesota, but I like what I'm seeing in this Green Bay team. Uh, I know they may be without Devontae Adams. That's kind of up there. So that's a big deal. So you you could probably wait a little bit to see on that news. If he is out, that number may go up a little bit, uh, give you a little bit of cushion. So there's one on the teaser. Um, I like Buffalo in the first half. Um, it's two and a half uh, overall. I think it's, it's a half point in the first half. Buffalo's been a strong first half team and fading late. Uh, I like them at home. I think they're a damn good football team, and their quarterback showed last weekend that he could pass. Uh, my my two unit plays are going to be Cleveland minus a seven. Get on that now. I love two units on that. I think Washington's bad, and I think Cleveland at home um, they're ready to play. They played Baltimore their first game, folks, and Baltimore's probably the best team in football. I, I, I agree with you. I'm betting that one now too. Yeah, get it now because it's going to go to seven and a half. Um, and then I like Arizona. I'm going to ride Arizona until they tell me not to. It's five and a half now. So that number is coming down, but get two units on Arizona. Uh, so those are my three top four plays. Get on that teaser, take Buffalo in the first half. Both of those are for one unit and then two units on Cleveland and Arizona. What do you think about, um, what do you, what do you think about Dallas, Seattle and the over? Um, that's at 56. 56 on DraftKings. That's a lot of points for teams that have been scoring a lot of points. I think it, it, it probably makes sense knowing that you've got about a 67% clip on those high over-unders. Mm-hmm. Um, that one kind of popped for me. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you look at this week, Chris, there's only one game that is under that 42.5% line, and that's San Francisco with the Giants. Uh, I, I almost kind of like the Giants in this spot. Uh, maybe put them in a teaser so you can get it to 10, but San Francisco's decimated. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, listen, that's a Monday night game. That's probably something that we'll throw out there on Twitter. All right. Yeah, that, that that's, that's kind of a late what, game. I'm sorry, or late game Sunday. Yeah, that's a 325. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three, 325. The, um, the, I'm not going to touch my Vikings anymore. Um, they, they, I think they're terrible after watching them two weeks. I think they're a really, really terrible team. If anything, I would, I would play Tennessee. I don't think it matters that the Vikings are at home. That's uh, one of the great home field advantages in college or in high school, or college, high school, the NFL. And but it, why is that it, line it, two and a half? I mean, th- there's something, there's something there again. I don't know. One, I wouldn't that, touch it though. 
Yeah, that line reeks to me like it's it's just screaming that Tennessee. Yeah, I especially with the Anthony Barr news, it's like you know I'm I'll go the opposite now, Todd. Like now that I've seen him twice, last week I said, you know these Zimmer defenses are always going to be good. No, they are not because they don't have a good defensive line, and now their linebackers suck. And their right. secondary sucks. They're they're a really they're one of the worst. I think they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. No, I'm with you. I mean, it's just screaming Tennessee. I can see myself, you know, betting that later. I can all listen. The Jets are getting 11 points, and I always said I would auto bet anything 10 points or higher. Okay. Um, I don't trust Indy. I don't. I'm not. The Jets are the one team I'm not effing with on this. So. <laughs> I just don't do it. Like I normally would have thrown that out there. Auto, auto play. No, I'm not. I have no freaking clue. All right. Um, that's all I got. I, I would encourage everybody to follow us at Action Fanatics on Twitter. And um, Todd, Todd and I are going to continue to once it becomes more of, you know, there, this is all new to us too. And we're, we're starting up a new brand here and, um, we're going to keep getting better at it. I promise you that I'll probably even launch a, I was thinking about launching a betting forum on the Ooh. website Ooh. on Cyclone Fanatic, which I think would be cool. And yeah. we could all, all always do a Facebook page. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep doing a bunch of cool stuff. I promise. We appreciate all your guys support. Um, feedback's been great. And we're going to keep cranking these out. Maybe even uh, here before too long, start doing a couple a week. Yeah. Yep, I'm happy. You know me. I'm happy to produce quick content. I can tell everybody too. Um, I am absolutely smoking hot on soccer right now. So uh, <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be throwing You're that sick, out there. Man, you're sick, dude. It's crazy. Bet in the Arsenal. It's crazy. Uh, did I? No, I didn't. Yesterday they played yesterday in some Copacabana Cup or something. I don't know. It, it, listen, uh, we've got that's a whole other podcast, but I will post the stuff on Action Fanatics. We got Bookie Bob, who's actually a real person, a bookie, and and what he threw out last week, Chris, just so people know, he, he's giving those line, like everybody's on the other side. So I'm going to give you this: take the points. And typically, that's that's what sharp players do. Yes, and he got crushed, but that's Vegas got crushed, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bookie Bob is, is giving you guys perspective. Nobody else is doing out there. Somebody who's literally taking taking bets and looking at things and and giving what his small sample size is to you guys as a as a public. So um, that's a cool thing too. So I'm looking forward to introducing all this stuff. And my man Mirza uh, on soccer, he he pretty much scrubs all my bets and I tells me it. where I'm stupid, where I'm not. So he's been a huge part of that. Yeah, I think this is going to be fun as we grow this brand. All right, brother. Love you, man. Appreciate Love you. you. Too. Yeah. All good right. luck, everybody. Yeah. Good luck. Cheers. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson for sponsoring the program. And we will be back next week. Be sure to follow at Action Fanatics on Twitter for more.